Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church and tell us how God has been working in and through you. Hey everyone, uh, it's great to see you. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Um, we just want to wish you a great Christmas. We um, are so thankful that we get to gather together with you like this uh, in your homes. And um, we just want to take a few moments to just enter into a bit of the Christmas story. You may have read it before, uh, but tonight we're actually going to talk through a bit of an obscure part of the story that you may have not read or don't remember at all. And it's found in the book of Luke. And so if you'd like to uh, just grab your Bible and turn there with me, that would be awesome. I'm going to read a part of it uh, because I think there are some things in this part of the story that are really practical, actually, for this moment in time, the moment that we're living in, that we're all living through right now. It's in Luke chapter 2. So I'm just going to start uh, in verse 25, if you want to join with me. Uh, Luke says, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation. I just want to stop there for a moment because we don't really use words like that often in our everyday speech, but that word uh, devout literally means to hold on to or to cling to. And the word consolation there in the original language actually means to bring comfort after loss or disappointment. And so literally what Luke is saying here is that this, this man, Simeon, had been clinging on to hope for the future. This guy, Simeon, had been clinging on to hope that there would be comfort after years and years and years of loss and hopelessness and desolation. Uh, literally, Simeon was living in the 400th year of silence from God. So for 400 years, nobody had heard God speaking. It actually seemed like and felt like God was nowhere to be found. And it wouldn't take very long for us to look around in our world today, in your life situation and mine, in what's happening in our culture all over the place, and ask a, a legitimate question like, where is God in all of this? Where is he? And Simeon was in a similar spot. You know, for thousands of years, Israel had been living with this hope that one day they would have a savior and a redeemer who would liberate them, who would actually bring them freedom and purpose and joy. In fact, Israel, for much of its history, had experienced uh, loss and hopelessness, um, partly from their own sin, but also from the oppression of uh countries around them that had been oppressing them, attacking them, overthrowing them. That was just a part of their history. They always seemed to be the underdog of the story. And Simeon had spent his life up to this point clinging to this hope and this promise that God would actually one day restore 
and renew what he said he would, that God would make good on his promise to actually bring life and restoration. And so that's where we find Simeon in this story. He's clinging to hope. He's clinging to this promise of God. Even though it seems like God is nowhere to be found, this is what he's doing. And Luke goes on and says, the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27 says, guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms, praised God, and said, now, Master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. What I think is really interesting about this is because Simeon had spent his life looking for the promise of God, has spent his life clinging to hope that God had not abandoned them, that God had not left them on their own, that God was actually near and that God would do what he said he would do because he lived his life with this intentional hope in that way. When Jesus uh, came into the temple, Simeon recognized him. Just think about this. The temple was a huge structure in the first century. That temple was massive and it had thousands of people walking through and in different sections and areas of the temple. There was a a ton of hustle and bustle in the temple. And in the midst of all of that noise, in the midst of all of that distraction, in the midst of all of that, Simeon recognizes Jesus when he sees him. Why? because he had spent so long, so much of his time intently looking for him. The truth is for you and I, um, we're gonna find what it is we're looking for. And oftentimes we actually, uh, the things that we dwell on the most, the things that uh, occupy our intention and our time and our effort and our energy, those things are the things that we end up finding and seeing for good or bad in our life. And because Simeon had spent his life waiting for Jesus, waiting for hope, waiting for renewal, waiting for restoration, when it was right in front of him, he recognized it. The question for you and I is, if God was doing something right in front of us, would we even see it? Would we even know it? Because the truth is, if you're like me, the truth is that you spend a lot of your time focusing on all the wrong things, focusing on the problem, focusing on the trouble, focusing on what you don't have, focusing on what's not working, focusing on what's broken and beat down and dysfunctional. That's what we spend so much of our time obsessing about what's not going well, what's not working. And because we spend so much of our time in this world, we often miss the very work and presence of God right in front of us. The stuff that God wants to do in our life that would actually bring us hope, actually bring us restoration, actually bring us freedom. We just blow right by it. 
because they're not looking for it. And Luke says in here that it was because Simeon had spent so much time in the presence of God that when God was at work right in front of him, he recognized what that looked like. He recognized who this Savior was right in front of him. I want to go on and just finish this. His father and mother, this is Jesus' father and mother, were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. What Simeon is essentially saying to Jesus' parents is your son is going to have a great purpose. That great purpose is going to bring great joy to many people, but great pain as well. It's going to force us to confront stuff in our life. It's going to force us into conflict in our life. It's going to force us to choose which direction we're going, what it is we're fixated on and looking toward. The reality was that Simeon, this guy, we don't really know anything else about him, but Simeon had this great purpose in his life. And he had great purpose in his life because he was looking for the one who gives ultimate purpose, and that's Jesus. Simeon spent his time actually investing his life looking for Christ. And because he was focused on him, his life took on a life of purpose and meaning. You know, for us, especially in this time of the year, when we are, um, you know, anticipating exchanging gifts tonight or tomorrow, we are, you know, looking at um, what kind of stuff we've been uh, looking for, waiting for, hoping for. Maybe some of your kids, like mine, have already been checking the closets uh, and trying to find out what they're getting for Christmas. But Simeon was a man who had been looking for purpose. He'd been looking for the redemption of his life and of his people. My question to you and I tonight is, what are you looking for? I want to propose to you that if you're looking for purpose and meaning and fulfillment outside of Jesus, you may come close, but you'll never totally find it. Simeon found purpose in his life because he was looking for the one who gives purpose to all of us. As great as our presence are and the things that we're blessed to have are, God has created you and I for a greater purpose than to just own things and enjoy things. He's given us a great life's purpose that can only be found and only be discovered when we invest our lives into looking for it. So as you walk through the rest of this holiday season, as you walk through, um, you know, family dynamics and, you know, COVID dynamics and all of the stuff that we're facing, I want to encourage you with something. In Simeon's day, it had felt like God had totally abandoned them. 
God was nowhere to be found. And maybe you're feeling a little bit like that. Maybe even the thought of getting together with family or the thought of being alone um, this Christmas because of COVID and all of the stuff that's going on. Maybe you just are looking around you and going, God, where are you in all of this? Where are you in my pain or in my frustration? Where are you in my hurt? Where are you in the relationships that are so broken around me? And Simeon knew what I want to just share with you tonight. And that's the truth that God says in the Bible that God will never leave you or forsake you. He's not absent. He's not gone. He hasn't abandoned you. His invitation to you and I is, would you just turn, just turn and begin to seek me and look for me again. And if you do look for me, you will find me. And when you find me, you will find hope and purpose and life. I just want to invite you just to pray with me real quick before we uh, head into the rest of our Christmas holidays. Uh, we're just so thankful that we get to do this together. But let me just pray for you and with you, and we'll be on our way tonight. Let's close our eyes. Jesus, um, in the midst of all of the chaos of life right now, and in the midst of uh, family dynamics and situations and life situations that feel uh, completely void of you. God, in those places where we feel like you've abandoned us, that you're nowhere to be found, that you've, um, you've skipped town and, and, and left us high and dry, I'm just asking God in your goodness and in your faithfulness that you would just reveal yourself to every person that's even under the sound of my voice right now, that in the way that you know they need, in that part of their heart that needs to hear from you or recognize you, I ask Jesus that you would reveal yourself, your goodness and your faithfulness. I ask that you would uh, bring peace and life and hope to them tonight. Father, as we walk through this Christmas season, I pray that you would remind us that we do have great hope because you will never leave us or forsake us. Jesus, teach us to look for you in every area of our life. Amen. You know, just as we're headed out here, um, obviously I'm in a warehouse here <laughs> and um, the story of this is actually kind of interesting too. Um, this warehouse used to have great function and purpose for it. And um, I'm told even this was actually owned by Nikola Tesla and was uh, a part of his operation here in Hamilton. And, but for many years, this place was just probably in ruin and had no purpose, no significance. And yet uh, here we are again in this uh, season of its life, it's, it's experiencing a renewal and a rebirth, a, a repurposing of itself. And um, that's a little bit of a symbol and a symbolism for you and I, uh, I think today, that even if you've been in a season where you feel like you've lacked purpose, you've lacked direction, um, God actually wants to renew that in your life. He wants to do it today and he wants to bring you uh, to a new level of that kind of purpose and intentionality. So I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Uh, have a great 
a week or two. Uh, we're headed out west, actually, for a couple weeks, so we'll catch up with you when we get back. See everyone. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church at and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.